Matthew 5. Such a wonderful story. One of my favorites in the scripture. And we're going to begin at verse 25. It's in your notes, church app. Um, if you have your Bible or your device, if you want to read along. And it said there that, um, and there was a woman, didn't give her name. Uh, there was a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. 12 years. Anybody been just going through it for a long time, would you raise your hand? You've just been going through it. It's been a while. You have something you've been going through. And the Bible says she had suffered a great deal. <laughs> yeah, Brendan, I, I can't see that at all. I know you're working on it, though. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, oh, thank you, my brother. At once, Jesus realized, if y'all don't know, I have scriptures on the back wall. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Now this message, hang on just for a moment, we're going to pray, but, but this message may not speak a lot to the person who's got it all together. It might not minister much to the person who never has anything they have to repent for. It may not talk a lot to the person who looks perfect. Ain't perfect, ain't nobody perfect, but they, you put on the mat. It, it may, if you're pretending, in other words, this may not speak to you a whole lot. But I just want to talk to some people who would say, excuse me, I have some issues. Any of those people out there today, they can say, wait, excuse me, I have some issues. I think this message is going to speak to you today. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you that you are here and you're going to do something. You're doing it already and I thank you for it. Now, Lord, we pray you would speak to our hearts. Let's pray together, church. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated. Glad you're here today. Uh, when me and Patty were youth pastors, um, one of the things that you have to do as youth pastors, you have to take kids to Six Flags and places like that. 
And if you're going to be a cool youth pastor, you've got to learn how to ride the rides. Now, I've never really been crazy about riding roller coasters, but since I was a youth pastor, I got over it. And I rode every roller coaster they would ride because everybody wants to ride with the youth pastor. Well, Patty, she realized, hey, I need to ride a roller coaster. So I'm riding a roller coaster with her. She makes up her mind, I'm going to ride a roller coaster. And we get in line, and it's one of those six-flag uh, roller coasters. You know, you got to wait in line for like two and a half hours to have a, like a 30-second ride, okay? But the way they do it, you don't know how far the line is because of the way they have the line laid out. So you think you're fixing to get on the ride, and then you get inside the tunnel. Does anybody know? And then you got to wait another hour to get to the roller coaster. So we're, it's one of those kind of rides, and... Patty's a little nervous. This is, she's not crazy about roller coasters. So we get finally up to the roller coaster, fixing the ride. I mean, we can see it then. I mean, it's looping. It's, it's going up and down. It's crazy what all it's doing. And we're so close, you can feel the wind off of it, you know? And then, lo and behold, I didn't even know. Patty made up her mind. She ain't riding that roller coaster. And all I hear is, I can't ride this. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't ride this roller coaster. And before I had a chance to try to talk her into it, she was leaving that place. Now, that means there was no way out other than through the roller coaster. There was a crowd behind us. And when I read this story, I was reminded of that because Patty had an issue, and it was with that roller coaster. And there was a crowd keeping her back. She didn't let that crowd stop her. I'm telling you, she went crazy. She was telling people, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, up, down, over, excuse me, excuse me. Well, I wasn't riding the roller coaster by myself, so I was right behind her saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Sort of pointing at her, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. And this lady, she had an issue. She had more than an issue. We find her story in three of the four Gospels. And the Bible says she had an issue of blood. Now, what that meant in that context is that her physical bleeding caused her to have some other issues. Because in, in this time, in this culture, she would have been labeled unclean. Her bleeding would have made her spiritually unclean with their customs. If she touched anybody, they would be deemed unclean until they had ceremonial cleansing. So if anyone would come close to her, she would have to say, unclean, unclean. So can you imagine not only having this physical issue for 12 years, can you, this added, this made her have a spiritual issue. She was unclean, ostracized. She, and think about the emotional issue that she had. Twelve years being away from others. Twelve years from being in isolation. We think a few days is bad with this pandemic. Think about twelve years because of your issues. You are in isolation. And some of you, this resonates, I get it. So she needed a miracle. She stood outside the crowd, not because she wanted to, but she had to. Everyone else was close to Jesus. And I'll read it again. It said because she had suffered 
a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. But yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. That day, after 12 years of suffering, she had a decision to make. She heard about Jesus and the miracles that he did. So she had a decision to make. I can stay where I am with my issues outside the crowd or I can give it my all to get to that man. She made up her mind that day that I am getting to Jesus. Have you been in a situation like that where you had nowhere else to turn? That's not really a bad place to be. If Jesus is your only option, that's the best option you could ever have. As a matter of fact, some of us need to be in that place. And hear me, God loves you so much, he will allow you to get to that place where you will come to him. It's sad that it takes that for so many people. He knows that if we don't have a need, we don't come to him. So he loves you so much and he's so jealous over you that he will allow you to go through something, not to hurt you, but to pull you closer to him. This lady received her miracle, and there are some things that she realized that mattered that day if she was going to get her miracle. And I want us to learn from her today how to receive the miracle from the Lord that you may so desperately need the first thing that matters is this. You've got to have some desperation. Desperation. Desperation, to be desperate, it's a state of despair. It typically results in rash or extreme behavior. Desperate. I know how it is to be desperate. I know how it is to have a physical need that nobody could do nothing about. I know how it is to have situations in my life that could not be taken care of by my good wishes. I needed a miracle. Desperate. Have you ever been to that place? You don't even know what needs to happen. Somebody's got to do something, as somebody once said. I don't know what needs to happen, but something's got to happen. I've been desperate for some sugar before, for something sweet at the house. You ever been there? Man, I mean, look, have you ever just been hungry for something and don't know what it is? I'll eat half the house till I find out what it is. Desperate. Des desperate. Desperation gives birth to action. When you get desperate, you know I'm fixing to I'm fixing to do something. Something's got to happen. Something's got to give. And being desperate is a night is not a bad thing as long as you know which way to turn. Desperation for the Lord. Can I, I? You've heard me say this more than one time. We are all desperate for God, whether we know it or not. You understand that? You're desperate for God. You, you, you need Him. I need Him. I cannot live without Him, whether I understand that or not. The Scripture says, all things are by Him, 
through him and for him. Benny, I can't even read the Bible unless he gives me a desire to read the Bible. Has anybody heard the old song that says, I can't even walk without him holding my hand? Does anybody, does anybody know that song? Go Google it. Listen to it. We're desperate people. And it's a blessing when you understand that. I'm desperate. I, I got to get to God every day. If I don't, the old Bobby comes back around. Man, and he's ugly. Oh, he acts ugly. I got, I, I can't not, I got to get to him. And you're the same. We're desperate. Then the second thing that matters is this. You got to have some, uh, inspiration. She had inspiration. You not only take action. Desperation causes you to take action. Inspiration causes you to take the right action. Because desperate pr- people can do some drastic things that can cause bad problems. So you got to have some inspiration. You got to know where to go. You got to know where to turn. And Jesus is the answer for every issue you're facing. Now, I'm not talking about the issues. We all have issues. I got issues. You got issues. All God's people got issues. I ain't talking about issues like, uh, I need to lose two pounds. Don't you laugh at that, Patty. <laughs> not about your weight. Not an issue like, I wish, I wish my nose was smaller. We all got those kind of issues. The issues that I'm talking about today is, are those issues that are causing you to lose your life. It's draining you of your spiritual life. It's keeping you from Jesus. It's isolating you. These are the, it's keeping you from being all that God wants you to be. This is the issue I'm talking about. And God wants to heal you and set you free from those issues. You got to know that today. Yeah, there's a season and we all have to go through some of those valleys to create a dependency. But God does not want you to have to live with those issues any longer. Inspiration. She, she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. I don't even have to get his attention. I heard about his miracles. I heard that if you know he stopped and talked to someone, and and I'm not sure if blind Bartimaeus happened at the time, but you know he cried out, and Jesus stopped and called him forward. I'm not sure if she heard about that miracle, if that had happened or not. I'm not sure what she had heard about. All she know is he's my answer. And I don't even need to get him to notice me if I just, he's so powerful. If I, one translation says, she said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. I, I, he is, if I just get to him, it's going to be okay. And, and I have to tell us today, it's the same for you and me. If we just get to, Jesus is the answer for every issue you face. Every situation you're facing is answered in Jesus Christ. The problem is, though, that sometimes instead of allowing Jesus to help us with our issues, we get comfortable with them. We live with them. 
sometimes they become our excuse, our reason. The reason that we don't take responsibility for this or for that. Well, pastor, I would like to be more committed to Jesus. But somebody offended me in the church 20 years ago. It's been that long since somebody offended you? Somebody offended me last week. And whatever that is, with all the love that I can muster, and I believe with the help of the Holy Spirit, I think I would have to say today, get over it. It's keeping you from being all that God wants you to be. It's keeping you from being whole and healed and helping others. Let it go. Get over Move on. Get to Jesus. Oh, he'll make it all better. He's the answer. He's the answer to all your issues. I've had some, talking about offense, we've had some offense that we had to pray through with, and we had to get to Jesus with them. And it's amazing how Jesus just takes care of it. I have seen him do it. I have seen Jesus take care of situations I could, we couldn't handle. And it's amazing how he just does it, and it, and he does it without a fallout. He does it where you don't have to go back and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. He just takes care of it. What's your issues? Well, what, what are you living with? What do you need to get to Jesus with? Get the touch of the Lord in your life. I'm telling you, he'll turn it around for you. Desperation causes you to act. Inspiration shows you the way to act, the right way to act. And then the third one is, is this. Let me give you the scripture. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest. I'm going to be okay. Desperation. Inspiration, and then the last one, this is just a short message, and we're going to take communion together, but God is, if he's going to help you deal with some issues. This one is dedication. Dedication. Desperation calls you to do something. Inspiration will cause you to do the right thing. But inspira- excuse me, dedication will cause you to not let anything get in your way. Are you dedicated to your faith? Are you dedicated to following Jesus? If everybody else gives up on Jesus, have you made up your mind? I am following him for the rest of my life. Everyone else can leave him, but not me. I'm telling you, have you made up your, are you dedicated? God, I'm coming after you. She was dedicated. She was going to touch Jesus. She had made up her mind. 
somebody had to do something, and she was going to do it. She knew, she knew if she could get to Jesus, she didn't have to worry about a plan B. And for faith to last, it must be accompanied by dedication. Your faith has to have dedication. Dedication is commitment. It's like faith is like I've got a thousand-mile journey. Dedication is like, I, 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 faith, oh, let me say it like this. Faith is like a thousand-mile journey with a gallon of gas. <laughs> you ever been there praying over your gas needle, Lord? But dedication is, God, you're going to fill up this tank. I'm coming after you. I'll run it on the fumes if I have to. If we were not going through social distancing and all of this stuff, I'd ask, Few people to come up front, and I'd have Jesus in the middle. Somebody play Jesus. Then I have the crowd around him. You understand this was a crowd that was already pressing into Jesus. When Jesus said, "Who touched me?" the disciples said, "Lord, how can you ask that? Everybody's touching you." I mean, they're pressing around Jesus. Everybody wants a touch from Jesus. Now we don't know how this story ended. I believe others got miracles that day. But the Bible saw fit out of three of the four Gospels to share this lady's story to help me and you out. She was dedicated. Everybody wanted to touch to, from Jesus, but she was going to get to Jesus. And like Patty with that, getting out of that roller coaster line, she was moving people. I could see her moving people out of her way. Can you not see? And excuse me. Excuse me. I... I and I can see somebody pushing her back. Like, we're trying to get to Jesus too. But she came back. No, excuse me. Excuse me. I got issues. Dedicated. Let me ask us this question. How easy can you be talked out of your faith? What does it take for you to lose your commitment to the Lord? The Bible tells us another story about a lady who had a daughter that was demon-possessed. And she wanted her child healed. Now, if you want to see somebody with these qualities, these things that I'm talking to you today about, if you want to see that in action, you see a mama with a sick baby. You're talking about desperation, you're talking about inspiration. They're going to do something, <laughs> and it may not even be the right thing, so I don't know if inspiration fits. But then dedication. And this mother had those things working in her life, and I just want to mention her story in the text. It's found in Matthew 15. She came to the disciples, to Jesus and his disciples, and the Bible says she cried out. And look at what it says. Jesus did not answer a word. Now, let me stop for just a moment before we get too far in this story. You've got to understand Jesus always hears you. Just because you don't get an answer, just because it seems like he's not, oh, he is doing something. If he's not, he is always working behind the scenes. Sometimes you can't see it, but he's still doing something. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered this, 
I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, if you read Scripture, Scripture interprets Scripture. Okay? So if you know anything about Scripture, you understand Jesus, with another, she was a Canaanite lady. Jews looked down on the Canaanite people, but not Jesus. There's another story where Jesus goes out of his way to meet a Canaanite woman at a well to save her. So Jesus is up to something. It's more to it than what he said. He said, it goes on. Uh, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. <laughs> now, how many of us would have got up and had an attitude with Jesus? I know it would be quite a few because I know how fast it is for human nature if Jesus don't jump the way we need him to jump for us. I had a time in my life where I needed a miracle and I needed it now. And I asked the Lord, I told, I told the Lord, wait, wait a minute, I done went to the mission field for you and I'm having to deal with this. Offended at the Lord. Anybody ever been offended at Jesus? I'm glad some honest people in here. And when I got through telling the Lord how I expected him to do what I wanted him to do, he told me, son, whatever I do for you is because of my blessing, not that you earn it. So Jesus is up to something here. He's testing her dedication. Look at what she said. Yes, it is, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Only other person that I know of that Jesus said had great faith was the centurion. Two people out of the Bible that I can see where he said, you have had great faith, and this lady was one of them. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that time moment she had desperation her inspiration her inspiration was Jesus and she was dedicated to getting what she wanted for her child could we use a little more dedication in our life let's get back to our story The lady has touched Jesus, and the scripture, just to remind us, said, at once Jesus realized that power came out from him, and he turned around to the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the crowd, crowding, people crowding around you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it, and then the woman, thinking she was in trouble, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth, the whole truth. You don't have to worry about hiding your issues from Jesus. You may hide it from your spouse. You may hide it from others. You may come to church and try to put on your best face 
But hear me, you don't have to hide it from Jesus. You can't. He knows the good and he knows the ugly. He knows your thoughts, the Bible says, before you think them. Before you say a word, he knows it already. He knows it already. And because of that, we have a tendency to not come to him. But we should understand that with him knowing it and he's still drawing us like he's doing today. And if he, stills, if he still draws you after knowing the ugly about you, shouldn't you come running to him? Knowing you can't be good enough to get to him anyway. And this lady, I'm sure she thought she'd have done something wrong. Trembling with fear, knelt down before him. Said, excuse me, I did. I did. I touched you. I did. And, I, and she told Jesus the whole truth, everything, didn't hold anything back. And I'm not sure the words she used, but I believe it covered these words. I was, I was desperate. And I knew if I could just get to you, I've heard how you do miracles. And if I could just get to you, and Lord, I, I wasn't going to let nothing keep me from getting to you. And today... I believe the Lord put this very simple message on my heart to tell somebody, you need to do what did. Take your issue to Jesus. Don't live with it. Don't put up with it no more. Don't, don't use it anymore. It's keeping you from being all that God wants you to do. Yeah, they should not have done that to you. Yeah, you should not have had to go through it. I get it. It seems unfair. But let the Lord deal with it. Satan wants to keep you in it. Satan wants it to drain like this bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine? She didn't just go to the blood bank to get a pint of blood. She was weak in her body. And if you don't bring all of your stuff to the Lord, it will drain you. Satan will make sure of that. He will use it to isolate you, to keep you from the Lord, from being all that God would have you to be. I, somebody today needs to take the mask off when it comes to Jesus and say, Lord, I got to have your help. I need you. You are my answer. I, I need you to do something. And I know it's you. I can't turn to nobody else. It's got to be you. You hear me? God honors that. The reason why third world countries see miracles like people raised from the dead, like limbs being straightened out, is because they have no other option than Jesus. They're desperate. They know Jesus is the answer. And they will not let anything stop them. Somebody needs to do a did. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And I opened this message with the title, excuse me, I have issues. My hope is that we don't excuse the issues any longer, that we bring them to Jesus. We do what did. And then we're able to say, 
Excuse me. I did have issues. I did. I did have issues. Would you stand up? I like what Sarah Brooks said in her testimony. Marlis told her, don't say you have panic attacks. Say I had panic attacks. I did. I did have issues. Mm. I, I did have some issues. Anybody with me? Mm. I was going downhill fast. If I would have kept on, mm, 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 only the Lord would know. I think I might have would have met you in prison, Benny. I don't know, man, if I was on my way. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I might have been trying to catch those imaginary butterflies by now. I did have issues. I still got some that are not really affecting anything. I, to, I, I exposed myself to the first service because Bobby Gray was here, and his name is Bobby. My name is Bobby, and Bobby Gray's left-handed, and I'm left-handed, and we share something else in common. I'm, we both keep use bread ties in the cabinet. Anybody else keep bread ties? Come on, thank you, thank you for being open. <laughs> you never know. You know how hard it is to find a bread tie? When you open the bread to make the sandwich, where does that go? Yeah. So I keep my own drawer. I just bring another one out. <laughs> I'm getting to be a little worried about myself because I'll pull the drawer out and just see how many bread ties I got. Ooh. Got issues. <laughs> Patty didn't even know about that one. Oops. You still get $50 to take somebody to Whitfield? <laughs> we all got issues. You can't afford those that are keeping you from Jesus. You can't afford those that are keeping you from being all that Jesus wants you to be. It's okay to be desperate. If you know Jesus is your answer, add some dedication to it. God, I'm coming to you, and I will not give up. Don't you give up on your miracle. Don't you give up on your healing. Don't you settle in and just say, that's just the way it's going to happen to me. No, it does not. God will honor you when you come to him consistently in faith, not just for the miracle, but because you love him. Would you bow your head just for a moment? Thank you, Lord. Lord, I believe today you want somebody to do a did. Desperation, inspiration, dedication. Lord, they don't have to live with that. You've paid the price. I'm just going to ask right now. I would ask you to raise your hand, but I, I get it. Some of the issues are so hurtful. You won't even raise your hand, and that's okay. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to take your mask off with me. Just do it with Jesus. Take your mask off with the Lord, okay? Say, Lord, here I am. Your take home this week, before I say this prayer, the take home this week is, is this. Write down your issue. I know some of them you don't have to, but maybe there's some that you've covered up for so long that you don't even realize you have them. You've justified them. 
you've lived with them. Ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything in me that's keeping me from you? Is there any hurts that I've put up with for so long that I've justified and just accepted? So maybe there you have to write it down. And every day, take your issues to the Lord. Lord, here I am. Here I am. I surrender. I surrender. You know it already, God. I can't do anything about these. I need you. I need you to do it, God. And every day this week, and do it in faith, okay? Don't do it defeated. Do it in faith. Worship the Lord. Spend your time with him. Praise the Lord. All of these things. But God, I need this to be done. I believe he will. I, um, look at me. I just hate to have your eyes closed that long because I felt like I need to say this too. Today, I'm, I'm very careful when I give prophetic words because the Lord tell me to tell somebody something and I'll say, Lord, is that you? And I'll wait a minute. Is that you? And I think Mickey might have already left and I don't think she would mind me saying this, but she came down front and I just felt the Lord tell her, hey, because of her persistence, tell her it's done. It's done. Now, he didn't tell me what it was done, but it was done. And I just want to encourage you, the same Lord that would tell Mickey that, and the same Lord that I've seen in my life, where when God says it's, it's finished, it's over, it's finished, it's over. He'll do that for you. He's no respecter of persons. If you just keep coming to him, persevering, having that kind of dedication, God, I'm going to serve you whether you do it or not. I'm coming after you. He honors that. He'll do it for you. Don't listen to the devil that says you can't. There's reasons. You're unclean. You're No. You come to the Lord. Bow your head again just one more time. I don't want to pray with you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You just let the Lord know. It. You know the issues I have, Lord. You know what they are. You know what they are. And I'm coming to you with them. I'm coming to you with them, Lord God. You will help me. I believe you will. You've done too much for me already. I believe you'll do this too. Now, Father, I pray right now that you would give them that kind of determination. Lord God, we believe that you want to do miracles. We know you do miracles. Lord God, I pray that you would encourage them now, knowing that if they just come to you, Father God, I thank you. You deal with our issues. You want to heal. I pray you would. You want to set free. I pray you would. Lord God, do it today. Would you do it today? Lord God, do it today. Ask the Lord, Lord, will you do it today for me? Would you do it today for me? I need you. Father, I thank you. You are a miracle worker. And Lord, we're learning. We're learning just like this lady with these issues. Lord God, we're desperate for you. Lord God, we know you're the answer. You're our inspiration, Lord God. We're going to turn to you. And we're dedicated every day to come to you believing you to completely set us free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Let's take our communion cups. We always do communion on first Wednesdays. So if you don't know, on the first Wednesday of the month, we have a service, and we always do communion then. And we've been doing that for years. And this morning, getting ready for church, the Lord put it on my heart, you need to do communion. And communion is, um, 
It's, it, it is a um, uh, um, ordinance of the church. We, we should. We're commanded to do communion. We should. And uh, it's, it's, there's power when we do communion. Like water baptism, it's, God sanctions it, even though it's, a, it's symbolic, but God sanctions it, okay? And um, I'm telling you that to say this. I said, Lord, we'll do it. I'll do it next Sunday. And um, there's a new series I'm starting next Sunday. It'll be a great one to invite your lost family and friends to. If the Lord don't change that, it's going to be um, Satan Unmasked beginning next Sunday. Satan Unmasked. I said, Lord, we'll do it next Sunday. And the Lord put an urgency in my heart. You do communion today. And um, so I know the Lord wants to do something through this communion. I really believe that. I believe he wants to touch somebody in this communion. All we ask, you don't have to be a member of this church to do communion. We just ask you to give you, uh, be a member of God's house. and You've given your life to Christ. The bread is symbolic of his body that was beaten unmercilessly for me and you. So much so he could not even be recognized as human. He took stripes on his back. And Peter said when he saw them, by his stripes we are healed. As a matter of fact, I think it was Peter that says we were healed. We were healed, excuse me. So there's healing. Because of what he took in his body. There's wholeness. His body was broken so me and you can be whole. So at this moment, I want you, just anything in your life, we've prayed about the issues, whatever it is in your life that you just need wholeness, just give it to him right now. Just between you and the Lord. Okay, and I'll pray in just a moment. But just between you and the Lord. Lord, you know what that issue is. You know what that miracle is. Lord, you know the need I have. Lord, and we give it to you. We thank you that you gave your body so we can be whole. Lord, your stripes for our healing. Father, you are bruised for our iniquities, your, the scripture says. Lord, those things that would keep us from you, Lord, you've paid the price for them already by your sacrifice. That we can have abundant life in you. And we receive it. We're reminded of it by this communion. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take it together. Anybody had some sins that the Lord forgave? Anybody that walked in this morning, you had some sins you needed the Lord to forgive. You don't have to raise your hand. And I just want to remind us of this. If you're going to grow in God, you've got to get used to repenting. I would, I would say this. If you're not repenting, you're not growing. It's just a part of it. It's, it when we grow in our faith, there's things that we, God puts up with it. I changed Nick's diaper when he was little, man. Dad, you know how it is to gag over a diaper? Man, I'm talking gagging diapers. He just turned 20. I ain't changing his diaper no more. <laughs> Clarify, he ain't wearing a diaper. 
just in case you're watching, Dick. <laughs> he had to learn some stuff along the way. And the same with me and you. We just got to learn. We have to make some course corrections. Don't be condemned because you have to repent. Look, come, thank the Lord for it. I thank the Lord. Lord, thank you for showing me that. And don't abuse His grace. No. When you mess up, Lord, forgive me. And thank you for showing me that. And I repent. Don't you ever be ashamed to repent. And the juice is symbolic of His blood that forgives all our sins, past, present, and future. If I mess up tomorrow, the price has already been paid. I just asked for it. He said, if you ask, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from unrighteousness. Don't you dare be ashamed of repentance. It's growth. Let's thank you for it. Okay, Lord, thank you for forgiving us. Lord, you know we're trying to figure this out, and your spirit is here helping us. And as we mess up, you let us know. But it's never to push us away. It's to bring us closer to you. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take the juice together. This week, take your issues to the Lord. Take your issues to the Lord. Uh, I was thinking this week, uh, now that the way we do offering, we most of us give with our through our church app so easy to do and um, some still give here in, in the box in the back one of the things I miss about giving the church app is so convenient I mean it really is if you don't know about that ask me about it it's just so easy and I always before I write out any bills I give I give my tithes to the Lord and offerings but one of the things I, I miss about it is during the church service a time of, of worship and that's what your giving is. It is worship to the Lord. And that's one of the things I miss. So as we close today with the prayer of Jabez, I'm going to pray over you as a blessing. I want you to get your offering or your, the way you give your offering, your tithes to the Lord. Get that in your hand if you would. And because um, if the Lord's going to bless us, I, I, you know, I want it in every way, don't you? I want my life is blessed. Uh, your life is blessed if you're putting him first, and and um, I want him to bless me in, in my uh, ability to give. And that's what the prayer of Jabez. One of the things it says. So if you have your offering or you have your way you give in your offering, mine's a cell phone. And let's just hold it up to the Lord, giving it to Him. Okay, symbolically giving to to the Lord. Now, if you feel weird about this, don't worry about it. Don't make it big deal. It's, sometimes it's symbolic that that. Um, we need that sometimes. So I'm going to pray it for you as a blessing. Heavenly Father, I pray you would bless us indeed. Bless us with more than we need so we can be a blessing. Lord, we pray you would enlarge our territory. Help us to be mission-minded, not maintenance-minded. Lord, fill us with your presence, your spirit. Pour out on us, lead, guide, and direct us. And protect us from the enemy, from his schemes, from this pandemic, from temptation. Now, Lord, we pray you would help us to walk in your fullness. Lord, letting go of these issues, giving them to you. 
And Lord, we believe if you did it for Jabez, you'll do it for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on, let's shout amen. Amen.